7.45 on a Saturday morning. Time once again for a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Hi, Debbie. How, How are you are doing? Things? Oh, everything is great. 60 Good. degrees. It's a beautiful day. Uh, we've been blessed with several in a row. We really have been. Nice. And uh, what uh, what's on your list of things to chat well, about today? Well, you know what I'm going to talk about today is the classic French picnic wine. Somebody asked me the other day, they were going out on a picnic, what wine would I suggest? And I immediately said Beaujolais, because that's what the French call a picnic wine. And, and they're absolutely right. Beaujolais is perfect. It can be chilled. It's often called the red wine for white wine drinkers. If you like white wine all the time, try a... Beaujolais, you might be pleasantly surprised as it's light, it's fruity, it goes very, very well with informal picnics, and uh, it's an interesting wine. The area of Beaujolais is pretty big. It's about the same size as all of Burgundy and Chablis and the Maconese all put together, and there's about oh, 50, 60,000 acres of grape under cultivation in Beaujolais. The principal grape type there is the Gamay grape. Now, the Gamay grape has a bad reputation because of history, because the Dukes of Burgundy back in the 14th century outlawed Gamay and Burgundy, calling it an evil grape, etc. But it found its home in Beaujolais. And Beaujolais, the area of Beaujolais is south of the Maconais, so it's south of Burgundy entirely. And it's almost uh, abuts the Rhone Valley, on its uh, southernmost end. And it's so pretty. The area of Beaujolais, the rolling hills, etc., the food is very simple. Uh, Gamay was considered a peasant wine. And, you know, they had a noble history because the Romans planted vines there a long time ago. As a matter of fact, the Gamay grape, they said, is from a, a Roman grape called Gaulus, uh, that was crossed with Pinot Noir and thus produced a Gamay through, that evolved through the centuries. And uh, Beaujolais has had a sort of a black eye, and that was because of the extraordinary popularity of Beaujolais Nouveau. Nouveau Beaujolais, you know, started really a hundred years ago when the Beaujolais producers would be the first one to get to Paris with the wine of that year. And it was very popular. You know, there was no way to age wines 130 years ago. So uh, they'd bring everything in big barrels, and uh, the closer you got to the bottom of the barrel, the more oxidized the wine became, wasn't so tasty. So those new wines were much, much sought after. And they would say the Nouveau has arrived, etc. Well, it took a fellow by the name of George de Boeuf to really commercially popularize that in the early 70s. And that's when Nouveau was introduced in the United States. And Nouveau is released all over the world on the third Thursday of November at midnight, actually at 12.01 in the morning. Uh, and... It's become so popular all over the world. I remember talking to Charlie Boone one time when the Nouveau was released in Minneapolis, and he had remembered being on a good neighbor tour to Singapore. The, the uh, restaurants in Singapore had the Nouveau Beaujolais signs in the window. Hmm. And that, you know, was how popular Nouveau Beaujolais got. But at about 2002, around there, there was a big scandal and over a million liters of Nouveau Beaujolais 
had to be destroyed because it was considered tainted. And that was the beginning of the end for Nouveau Beaujolais. It's still very nice and it's drinkable, etc. But around the world today, it's about 25% of what it was at its peak. So it's dropped that much in popularity. It's still a wonderful wine. It's a great celebratory wine uh, to drink the first wine of the vintage. Uh, the French have a saying, if you drink Nouveau in the year it's made, you'll have good luck all the following year. And I can say from my own drinking of Nouveau, that's been true. <laughs> but but uh, Nouveau isn't really what Beaujolais is all about. And it's so wonderful to see that we're back to liking Beaujolais. You know, Beaujolais, they even make a little bit of white Beaujolais. It's not that good a wine. I'd say you're better off to buy a Maconese than a Nouveau, or a, excuse me, a Beaujolais Blanc. Uh, but it, they're interesting, and it is a lot like a Macon or a St. Ferran, but I think you get a bigger bang for your buck drinking a Macon or St. Ferran. And that uh, a little bit of the history of the area, they even make a little bit of uh, Beaujolais Rosé, but again, that what you really want to concentrate on is the red wines. And there's several types. There's simple Beaujolais and then Beaujolais Village. Beaujolais Village has probably an extra degree of alcohol in it. And uh, that's the only difference there. Then we get into the cruise of Beaujolais, and that's where Beaujolais really does shine. Beaujolais is divided into north and south, like many areas of the wine world are. And the Beaujolais, are, the crews are named after villages, and they're very different in character. Uh, probably Bruy, Chirobles, and Regine are the fruitiest, most forward, and without a question, Bruy is the most popular of those three types. Then you get into Cote de Bruy, Fleury, and Saint-Amour, and those have a little more body, a little more interesting. Uh, the Saint-Amour was supposedly named after a Roman soldier, so you see there's some history to all of these things. Then the Biggest crews, the four last ones are Chenas, Julianas, Morgan, and Moulin Avant. And Moulin Avant translates windmill, and this is the finest, in my opinion, and it's the northernmost grown of all the Beaujolais. In fact, when you, it's the only Beaujolais that takes a little bottle age. You can have a Moulin Avant that's several years old, and believe me, uh, it is a wonderful experience. I once had one that was 23 years old, and you couldn't tell whether you were drinking a Beaujolais or a fine old Burgundy. It, it's that good. They're aged in oak casts, and they're, they're cared for, those Moulin Avants. That is the biggest and most popular of big-time uh, Beaujolais. But at the other end, you know, there's a bunch of negociants, maybe 30 people, uh, companies, dominate the Beaujolais trade. De Bouffe being the biggest of all of those companies. But even the houses in Burgundy, such as Montmasson, Bouchard, Latour, uh, all have uh, arrangements in Beaujolais where they bottle Beaujolais, and they do a very good job. Uh, Beaujolais today is made by carbonic maceration. This is a very interesting way of fermenting wine. It's whole cluster fermentation. So in other words, they don't just uh, ferment the berries. They take the whole grape cluster, put them in these enormous vats, and then seal the vats. And what happens is the wheat, 
of the top grapes crushes the weight of the bottom, and they start to make wine and release carbonic uh, uh, carbon dioxide. And that goes up and ferments the grapes as they're sitting in their cluster. So that, that carbonic maceration ensures good fruitiness. And that's probably the most common way the wines are made in Beaujolais today with that carbonic maceration. And that's why they're fruity, forward, uh, quite frankly, delicious, and easy to like. I mean, you, you don't want a, a complicated discussion of the quality of Beaujolais. It, it's really meant to be sort of a quaffing wine, and, and thus, uh, in my opinion, why it's called picnic wine. It's perfect if you're having a picnic. You chill a bottle of Beaujolais, a, a jug of wine, a, a loaf of bread, somebody you enjoy being with, maybe a hunk of cheese or sausage, and I'm telling you, you have a meal, in my opinion, that's fit for a king, and you have a wine that's fit for a king, too. The Beaujolais is, a, as I said, an often overlooked wine. And uh, the lighter Beaujolais are good with picnic fare, such as salads and uh, burgers and even hot dogs. The Beaujolais goes pretty well with a hot dog. And the bigger wines, the, like the Brouillet or something like that, would be bigger with, uh, if you were going to grill steaks or something along those lines, or Moulin Avant, as I said, is the very <laughs> best of all of them. So Beaujolais really deserves, in my opinion, a second look. I mean, it's at its ups and downs, and today I think they're back on track. They're doing much, much more with the crews of Beaujolais, which are important, but even the regular Beaujolais, and it's an inexpensive wine. I mean, you can buy a very, very good Beaujolais for around $10 a bottle. They'll be drinking pleasure, and if you shop around a bit, you could even find some of the crews at uh, reasonable values, uh, in my opinion. They uh, are just delicious, and whether you're buying a Jadot or a uh, Bouchard or one of those normal crews of Beaujolais or a Latour, you're going to have a very interesting experience. The wine is delicious, and it's really great for picnics. All right. I, I was had a text. I was looking at a text that just came in, uh, Jack. You were mentioning last week. Is the Sancerre Rosé in yet? Yes. Ah, the, right. The Sancerre Rosé uh, is in all Haskell stores, and uh, believe me, they were tasting it, and they'll be tasting it today. It is absolutely delicious and, and worth a trip to your favorite Haskell store because Sancerre Rosé is, in my opinion, a real summertime treat. There's very little of it made. We're fortunate to have a little bit, and believe me, if you want to taste an interesting rosé, try Sancerre rosé. Mm. Maybe have it with a Niçois salad. I think that would be a marriage made in heaven. Or, you know, if they want to check out any one of the Haskell's locations for a, a, a Beaujolais or Burger, whatever, whatever you talk about. Whatever wine you want, Haskell's is sure to have it. That's why we're called the wine people. Haskell's has over 20,000 different SKUs of wine. No one can match that, believe me. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save 
<coughs> excuse me, big dollars online. There's Haskell's in Bloomington, Chanhassen, Haskell's in Excelsior, right at the Excelsior dock if you're on the lake. It's Haskell's in Faribault off of 35. Our super seller up in Maple Grove is not to be missed. Saturdays, there's free parking at the downtown Haskell's on 9th Street, Haskell's in Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury. And don't forget, go to Haskell's.com if you can't Go to one of our stores, visit our website, and you can see our summer catalog. Or go to WCCO.com uh, slash wine, and it'll take you right to the Haskell's website. And by the by, a great gift idea is Haskell's Boat Cruise on the St. Croix. You can call any Haskell's store for details. It's August 26th. It goes from noon to 3 o'clock. There's craft beers, craft uh, whiskeys, lots and lots of different wines to choose. There's food. It's a glorious outing on the St. Croix. It's on the 26th of August. It goes rain or shine. Call any one of the Haskell store for further details, or you can pick all those details up on our website. Excellent. Oh, that sounds like a fun time. Well, Jack, let's uh, talk some more next week. What do you say? Oh, and you get yeah. to see the new bridge. On the oh, then, there you go. An added, underneath. An added feature. It's a sight to behold. I was just talking to someone today, uh, one of our news people, that said it's beautiful. Oh, it is a beautiful bridge. It's easy to see how they spent so much money making it. When you look at it, when it's done, it's it's absolutely stunning. Oh, that's fantastic, Jack. One week from today, let's uh, let's get together. I'm going to look forward to All that. Right. Thank you, Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Next week with uh, more wine chat.